Okay, let's start our discussion tonight of a, a topic that is really a, a potpourri of ideas. And it has to do with the thought that we had here in Yuma Tafayin Beis, Amar Aleph, where the Gemara quotes, May Dechsev, Amar Bechamah Barchanina, May Dechsev, Ateshi Tim Omdim, Sheomdim Kedera Kedela San. That Ateshitim Omdim, the Mishkan's boards were standing. It means that when the boards were used, they had to be standing straight up. Fine, that was the Gemara that we said. But we mentioned that this Gemara also appears in Mesecha Sukkah, on Daph Memheim base, where the Gemara there even expands the I, the uh, usage of the Pasuk, of not only the boards of the, Mish- the Mishkan have to be standing straight up the way the wood was used, but all mitzvos, all mitzvos have to be used uh, standing straight up. And we mentioned when we spoke about it in the Daph, not to get back into that now, does that mean Mom is straight up or just not upside down? Because we saw the the machlokas in the with the, the medaktikim that are quote, were quoted in the tour, and the tour argued on them. The medaktikim said even the defanos of the sukkah should be straight up, even though the defanos aren't really part of your halachic sukkah. There aren't really requirements. You can use whatever you want, but if you would use wood, you should have them straight up. And the Torah says, don't worry about it. You don't have to. You don't need that. And the Bach explained, what do you mean? Why don't you need that? It's also a mitzvah derakadelasan. So the Bach explained, maybe the only problem is that you can't be upside down, not just straight up, like the schach, after all, also are in Kederach de Lassan. But either way, that was the discussion that we had then. But if you think about it, it's a fascinating uh, source. The source for all mitzvos having to be held straight up, like the esrog, and that's why the minute of Chal Yisrael is to hold the esrog upside down so that we can make the bracha and then over the overlasiyasan. The marker for that are the walls of the Mishkan. Atei shitim omdim. So we could use the Lashon of Chazal, Ma Inyan, Ati Shitim Omdim, to call a mitzvah Shabbat Torah. What is the connection between them? So, based on that, we mentioned, and this is the title of the, tonight's year, uh, the Tosefta in Sanhedrin, Perik Zion, Tosefta Dalit, source number one, Vahashoel Ki'inyin, Vahashoel Shalok Ki'inyin, the Tosefta says, two people come to a Rebbe on Erev Pesach. One of them asks a Pesach question, and one of them asks a Rosh Hashanah question. What's the halacha? Meshivan, it's a show of You answer, the Rebbe has to answer the one who asked the pertinent question first. And the one that asked a Rosh Hashanah question on Erev Pesach, Tzarech sheyomar shalokinyin sha'alti. Diver Rebbe Meir. Not only does the Rebbe not answer him first, but he has to ask Mechila. I'm sorry I asked, you know, something out of context. Diver Rebbe Meir. V'chachamim omrim, Ain't sarach. You don't have to ask mechila. Maybe you shouldn't have done it right then, but you don't have to ask mechila. Why? Here's the line: Shekala Torah inyan echad. The entire Torah is one inyan. Meaning, so really, in a deeper sense, there is nothing out of context. All of Torah can be labeled as one large mosaic, one large um, study that we all focus on, and no matter what we. We uh, learn, even if it's one context and another context, it's all connected. And therefore, one does not need to ask Mechila. And that's exactly the assumption, the basis of a Limud like ours. As the basis for Kalatar Kula, what does it have to do with each other? All of Torah is one unit. And therefore, we're allowed to make Hekeshim and Gzeir Shavis from two totally different contexts. We try to make them more connected. 
as the Gemara sometimes says, do we do, do this Xerashava or that Xerashava? But even if you have two totally different contexts for Xerashava, it says the animal here, it says an animal here. We can compare the two because of Kalatarakula Inyan Echad. What exactly does this mean, though? If we think about it a little deeper, that all of Torah is one unit. On the most basic level, and we're going to start with the most minimal, and as we continue through the Shia, we'll get into the most maximal. The most minimal level, this means Torah Shebechsav. Torah Shebechsav is a unit, is a perfect unit. Each letter, each tag, each crown on the letters are important, are, are an important part of the sum of Torah Shebechsav. The Ramban highlights this in his famous words in his Hakdama to his commentary on the Torah. Source number two says the Ramban, We have a Misorah. The entire Shem Hashem, the entire Torah spells out the name of God on a deeper Kabbalistic level. The words could be split up in different ways. We have it as Bereshis, Bara, Elohim, S, but you can split it up differently. Ki'ilu tachshov al Like if you think, for example, ki pasuk Bereshis yischalek l'tevos acheros. You can split up the first pasuk in the Torah, kigon, berosh yisbara Elohim. Put the comma in a different place. Same letters. But just like you could do that in the first pasuk, you could do that with the entire Torah. And says the Ramban, if you put all the letters all together, Shem Hashem. On a deeper level, say Hashem. And he quotes Rashi and Masech about the 72-letter name. Skip a line. Umipneze. And because of this, Sefer Torah Sheta'abo Ba'os Achaz B'malio B'chaser Puzzle. The Rabbah says, if a Torah has an extra or missing letter, it's puzzle, even if it doesn't change the meaning of a word, says the Ramban. Why? Because of this Kabbalistic idea. And we think, oh, an extra buff doesn't change anything. It changes, changes, un- has an unbelievable effect, because Shem Hashem is now altered. Even if it's missing a vav. Why? Because this affects the deeper idea of in this deeper sense. There's even, I didn't give it to you, but uh, we mentioned it in past Shiurim, an unbelievable thought of the Vilna Gon. The Vilna Gon discusses the Gemara both in Boba Basra, the, uh, in the Tesvav and Menachas, which discusses who wrote the last eight, le- eight psukim in the Torah. Machlokas Tanoim, Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Yehuda. Who wrote the last eight psukim in the Torah? An amazing question. And each sheet is more amazing than the other one. One opinion says Moshe Rabbeinu wrote it. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote it. It says he died. How could he have written it? There's nothing in the Torah that is written in past tense that didn't happen yet. You could write something that didn't happen yet in the future. But if Moshe is writing past by Yom HaShem Moshe, how could he write that? Uh, the Gemara says, he wrote it, he wrote it when he was crying. He wrote it bedema. Okay, how does that answer the question? That's why the other opinion says, no, 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 Moshe didn't write it, Yeshua wrote it. Yeshua had to write the last name, Sukkim in the Torah. Because it says, Vayam Hashem Moshe. I, Moshe Rabbeinu, gave the entire Torah. Okay, without the last name, Sukkim. That's what you have to say. So, the Vilna Gon says, what does it mean, bedema? Commenting on the first Shita. I mean, Dema, he was crying. How does that help? So, says... The gra against the Pshuto Shalagamara and against Rashi. Rashi says there in Menachis, Dema means crying, tears. The gra says we have another word, Dema, Midume. Midume is when you have Truma and Chulin mixed with each other. And you don't have enough Chulin to be Mavato the Truma, that's called Midume. 
It's a mixture of truma and chulin mu'uravin zebazeh. Meduma mixed up. Says the Grah, that's what it means, Bedema. Moshe wrote a Bedema based on this Ramban, says the says the Grah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the entire Torah to Moshe Rabbeinu. But everything up until the last eight letters, he gave it decoded. He gave it in the words that we have. After all, the Torah was one of the items, like Mara says in Psachim, that were created before the world was created. So it couldn't have said the things that happened before the world. So before it was in its original pristine state, and it didn't say what it says now. But when Hashem gave it to Moshe, he deciphered, he gave it, Barashas, Baral, Kim, he gave it to him like that, except the last day Psukim. The last day Psukim, he gave in its mixed up, pristine state. So it didn't save Vayam Hashem, Moshe, Evan Hashem yet. All the letters were together, it was one big unit. And only later on, Yeshua ben Nun deciphered it. So says the Gra Elu ve'elu. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote it, but he didn't write it as we have it. And then Yeshua ben Nun deciphered it. But that is the Gra's thought based on this Ramban in his Hakdama to to Torah. But what's important for us from this Ramban? Kol Torah inyan echo. The entire Torah is a unit. The entire Torah Shavuchav quote writes. Um, Spells out Shem Hashem in a deeper, in a deeper sense. Rav Solveitchik also commented that this Ramban fits in to a, helps us answer a problem that we asked about a month ago in, uh, in Dafyomi. The Gemara says in Yuma, Daflamet Zion, you have it in source number four, Tanya, Rebbe Omer, Kishem Hashem Ekra, Havugodelelokeinu, the Pasukin Azinu, when you call out the name of God, then ascribe greatness to him. That's the source, says the Gemara, for bowing down when we hear the shame Hashem, Mephorash Pico and Gadol. When it goes out, when you hear shame Hashem, which you only hear in the Beis HaMikdash, you have to bow down. Amr Lehemoshel Yisrael, Vishashani Maskir Shmoshel Kodesh Baruch Atem Havu Godel. Fine. There's another Gemara, though. Gemara in Brachas Chafalaf. The Gemara says that the source for our saying Birchas Satora every day is Kishem Hashem Which according to most Rishonim is a mitzvah da'oraisa. The Ramban has it as a separate mitzvah zaseh. The Rambam doesn't. Uh, many suggest that he also holds a da'oraisa, just not a separate one. Either way, answer of Salvechik. How could you have two different halachos learned out from the same pasik? Kishem Hashem is the mucker for Birchas Torah, and it's the mucker for bowing down when you hear Shem Hashem. Explains Rav Salvechik based on this Ramban we can understand that it's not two halachos. It's the same halacha. Torah, which at root is Torah Shem Bechsav, is Shemos HaShalach Baruch Hu. When we come in contact with Shem Hashem, either Mefurash, which is in the Beis HaMikdash, or Nistar, in a hidden way, by learning Torah, we have to ascribe greatness, either by bowing down or by saying Berchas HaTorah. So that question can be answered based on this Ramban. But that is all step one. So on the surface... We could have, on a basic level, all of Torah Shebech Sav is part of the, is part of the sum. It's even based on the Pasuk in, uh, the Gemara in Brachas Davav, just to add in. The Gemara says, what's the source that Hashem, uh, comes even when there are very, very few people learning? The Gemara says, even if ten people learning, even if three people, two people, even if one person is learning, Hashem is there. Bechol makom asher askir is Shmi, avoelech avirachticha. So Shmi, what, what, what means Torah in that Pasuk? Shmi, Shem Hashem. Even if one person is learning, that is that is good enough for Hashras Hashchina. So again, all of that highlights this idea. Step one. Step two. As we're about to see, Kala Torah Kula Inyan Echad doesn't only apply to Torah Shebech It also applies 
to Torah Shabalpeh. Torah Shabalpeh, where do we see this? Again, many rayas. Just to quote one, there's, and there's, and there, that there is an inextricable link between the two. Torah Shabachsav and Torah Shabalpeh. The Gemara in Gittin Daf Samach says the Gemara, source number five, Amar Abelazar. One of the most unusual arguments that you'll find in all of Shas. Amar Abelazar. Torah, Rov Bechsav Umiyat Most of Torah is Torah Shabachsav. A minority is Torah Shabalpeh. Shinamar, Echtovo, Rubo Tarasi, Kemozar, Nechshavu. Okay. For Abyochan Amar, Rov Alpeh, Umiyat Bechsav. No, no, no. Rov is Balpeh, and Miyat Bechsav. That's the Machlokas. So first of all, what is Rabbi Lazar talking about? We have one Sefer. You go into any library, any Jewish home, Tanakh is one book. Torah Shabbat is, is is huge. Of course it's much bigger. So that's a good question. We'll get back to that a little bit later. But the assumption, the, the underlying assumption is, there's another comment that we can make about the Gemara. If you have a majority and a minority, together they make up a whole. So according to both opinions, Rove and Miut, they switch sides. But Rove and Miut, means that the unit, the whole idea, is both. That's how you have to understand the Gemara. You can read that Gemara a hundred times and not realize that, but that's what the Mepharshim point out, that Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat are a unit based on that Gemara. We'll get back to the other uh, issue later. Also related to this, where else do we see Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat being one unit. Again, add, adding in, I gave you in the on the back page a Ben Yehoyada. But we'll get to the Ben Yehoyada in a minute. Again, it's something that we mentioned in, on, on a Shavuos a couple of years ago. Tosus's question in Mesech Shabbos, Daf Peches, and the Chizkuni's question in last week's Parsha. And that is, how did B'nai Yisrael, how would they, how did Hashem need to force them to accept the Torah? Kafalem Arkagigas. Didn't they say, Nasavanishma is this week's Parsha? Nasa was last week's Parsha. Nasavanishma is this week's Parsha. So, once they said Nasavanishma, so what did they need Kafalem Arkagigas for? Famous question. Tosvis and the Gemara Shabbos asked the question. So, many answers given. We're going to just mention one tonight. And that is the Chizkuni, based on the Medrash. The Chizkuni tells us, they said Nasavanishma on Torah Shebechsav. What they couldn't accept. They said, okay, we'll do Torah Shabbat. Torah Shabbat, peh? The Medrash says, no, kashe kegidin, it's hard, it's difficult. No, we can't accept Torah Shabbat, peh. Kodesh Baruch Hu says to them, it's a package deal. You accept one, you already bought into the system, so I'm forcing upon you the other half. Because you can't accept one without the other. Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat are a unit, and therefore you have to accept both of them. Along these lines is this Ben Yoyada that I gave you. On that Gemara, the Ben Yoyada asks, the Gemara tells us that Kafalem Harkagigas, Hashem held a mountain over their heads like a barrel. Ask the Ben Yoyada, why does, is that imagery given? Why doesn't the Gemara say he held the mountain over their heads like a mountain? He held the mountain over their heads. What does it say? Like a barrel. What does that word add? Kagigas. He held the mountain. He was going to drop the mountain over their heads. What's the emphasis of a barrel? Says the Ben Yoyadi. You see where it is? Venerely Bisiat the Shmaya. As he starts off every one of his comments. Ki heim kiblu tarashe bechsav. Kifi mashi yagidu hamikraos. Kemoa karain. The azli basar pashat hamikra. They accept it. Tarashe bechsav. Velo hayirotzel kabal tarashe balpeh. 
Asher b'chol teva v'teva. Every word shall amikra tole batili tilim shall halachos. Every word has piles and piles of halachos. V'lakachamra, and they said, Nasev enishma. We will do based on what we heard. We heard, Moshe told us, Torah Shebech what we heard. And Kodesh Baruch Hu said, no, no, no. He held the mountain over their heads to force them for Torah Shebech What's a barrel? A barrel has an outside, but what's chashav about a barrel is what's inside. You have a container, but if you have an empty container, it's worthless. It's about all the millions and billions of drops of wine that you have inside the barrel. That's the godless of the barrel. And a barrel is useless without the wine inside. So too, the Torah Shebech is just like the barrel. It's the external, it's the outside which holds the Torah Shebech in it. Every so many drops of Torah Shebech. That's why Dafka says like a gigas. Lir Moslahem shekol teva v'teva shel hamikra hikemo gigas sheishla beis kibul umatilu lesocha yayin asher tochel elef alafim tipos yayin bekirba thousands. The Almanas kenatem chayovim lekabel Torah shebechsav. That's the beautiful imagery of kafa aleim harkegigas. It's a package deal, and it's all one unit, right? That's our second step. That not only is it Torah shebechsav. But it is also, Kala Torah Kula Inyan Echad is Torah, is Torah Shebal Peh. Related to this as well, I forgot to, uh, to, uh, photostat it in the, uh, Rav Chaim Kenievsky in his Sefer on, on Egla Arufa in the, in the Hagdama of Egla's, his Sefer. He discusses why he wrote an entire Sefer on Egla Arufa. So the real answer is that nobody else did. So he had to write a Sefer on Egla Arufa. And he quotes all the sources. He quotes the Sefer Chasidim that if you see a mitzvah that nobody else is doing, it's like a mes mitzvah. A mitzvah she'en l'mavakesh, you got to do the mitzvah. And if you see, if you're, if there's a mesechta that nobody's learning, it's a mes mitzvah. And that's what they say. Rameir Shapiro was machaya all the mes mitzvahs. Me'ila and Tamura and, uh, and the Kinim. Nobody else, nobody else learned these. He says, Ehov l'cha es ha-mitzvah ha-doma l'mes mitzvah. She'en oskim. So he says, number one, he says, that's why I wrote a Sefer on Egla Rufa. Because nobody else knows Allah is Egla Rufa. It's not in the Shulchan Aruch. It's not organized anywhere. Okay, the Ramam has it, but there are so many discussions. Number one. And then he says, number two, U'be'emes chutz mehanal, kol divrei Torah kshurin zeh bazeh. U'lemeidim zeh mizeh. And you learn one from the other. Every point in the Torah affects another point in the Torah. It's all connected, even if it's not Lamaisa. And then he quotes, he quotes the Novos Drebi Nasan, and then he quotes Artosefta and Sanhedrin. You don't have to ask Machila because and therefore he says, As far as I can do it, and if he didn't see it, it doesn't exist. So he said, that's why he wrote this. It first came out in 1959. He discussed a lot of the points with the Chazunish. That is the, uh, the, uh, in his Agdama to the Nachal, to Nachal Eisan. His Sefer on, on Egla Arufa. But anyway, that's our point. All Torah It's all connected in our way. And that is, that is our, uh, what we started off with. 
of Kala Mitzvos have to be held Derek De Lasan, learned that from Ati Shitim Omdim, because all of the halachas of Tarash Peh are also connected. Just to one note before we continue and we go back. This does not mean that within Torah there aren't categories. There are categories within Torah as well. We know that. There are categories. Sometimes the Gemara will say, Mamona mi isura lo yafinan. Mamona mi knasa lo yafinan. That's true. Sometimes we'll make some limits. But our point tonight is just the larger mosaic, the larger uh, framework of Torah can all be looked at as one unit. The Vilna Gon even emphasizes different categories, but it's all Torah. Vilna Gon and Parsha Shoftim. And theoretically, according to Rav Meir, also you have to admit there's some element of uh, this concept. Correct. And even according to Rav Meir, there is an element of of distinctions. Because he doesn't say that there's nothing called Shoal Shalok Ka'inyan. He just says you don't have to ask Mechila. That's your point. Right. So he was, there is a concept of Ka'inyan Shalok Ka'inyan. But... In a deeper sense, it's all connected. The Vilna Gaon just gave it to you in, uh, back to the, uh, earlier sources. The Pasuk says, in the beginning of Shoftim, Ki palimim chadavala mishpat, when you, uh, a judge does, when a person does not know something, he has a shayla, bein dam ladin, bein din ladin, bein nega lanega, between, have a shayla about dam, and about din, about nega, different rebos, you have a fight, you have a machlokas. Vikamta valisa, you should go, elamakom, ashayifkar shem lakechabo. Go up to the place that Hashem has chosen. Good. Says the Vilna Gon, this Pasik is the secret for three categories of Torah. Says the Grah, Nadaras Elio, remember all this farm that we have from the Grah on Chumash or from his Talmudim. The Grah did not write anything on Chumash himself. The Bira Grah, that was it, that's why it's so concise. Because the Grah felt that the Isser of Torah Sheba, writing down Torah Sheba Chsav still applies. You gotta write as little as possible, as long as you're understood. So you just gotta work hard to understand his, his very cryptic language. The Gra and the Ragachavar both held that way. That's why it's so hard to understand, because they're just right Marmakomos. But says the Gra, the Talmidim, put together in the Deris Elio, this Pasik gives you the secret. For every halachic question that is asked, there's one of six answers. Really one of three answers. Either the answer is, Chayv or Pater, Tar or Tameh, Aser or Mutter. That's it. Six answers, which are really three. Three types of questions. Isr v'heter, Tumah v'tara, and Chayiv pater. B'zman we basically have two questions. Right? Tumah v'tara does not apply today. Every halachic question. Aser, mutter, right? Uh, kasher and, uh, Aser, mutter, and Chayiv pater. Any question? Even like, a psalm in the Sefer Torah, you got a shayla. So the Shaila is not saying, you know, kasher pas. The question is, can we continue reading the, with the Torah, or can we not continue reading with the Torah? Mutter or Aser? Right? Every question can be formulated like this. Says the Gra, all three types of questions, which have six answers, are hinted to in this Pasuk. Bein dam ledam, says the Gra, dam nida ledam ziva, valeda. Source number 10. Right? All different types of dam. What's that? That's Tumavatara. Din ledin, Dine Mominus Vinafashos. Right? Uh, umakos. Din Ladin. That's, that's, um, I'm sorry. I misspoke. The Dam Ladam Nida Danziva is Isra Vahetter. That's the case. Din Ladin is Dine Mominus. And Chayven Pater. Nega la Nega. That's Nigayim. That's Tumavatara. And that's what he says on the bottom. Shatora Nechlak Lashisha Chalakim. Six categories. Tar, Tame, Aser, Mutter, Chayiv, Zakai. Bein Dam Ladam, Isr V'Hatar, Kadeh Latari, Shalabayla. Din Ladin, Chayiv, Zakai. Bein Neg Laneg, Atami V'Tar. Which, parenthetically, is an important point, which the Achronim point out, that Nida, is it more in the world of Tumah V'Tara, or is it more, more in the world of Isr V'Hatar? 
Rabbi Yehuda Nasi put Meseches Nida in Seder Taurus, not in Seder Nashim. Right, so that that kind of f- says what he thinks about it. But this gra is saying that Nida also has an important Isser Vahater element. But either way, this gra highlights that there are categories in Torah that's true. But it's all Torah. You bring it all to one Shofet. The Shofet has to know everything. Because he combines all of his knowledge into, into one. Good. That is step two. So we have all Torah Shabbat Sav is in Yenechad. Now we just went to step two, all Torah Shabbat Pez in Yenechad. Now we come to step three. And the question is, can we have a step three? What more would there be to include in step three? Din and Durabanan. Not only on a Doraisa level, Torah Shabbat Sav, Torah Shabbat Pez, but can we suggest Din and Durabanan are also part of this larger mosaic? So on the surface, you might say, well, no way. Dinam Darabanan, that's a different what we would call Chefsa Shel Torah than, than Dinam Daraisa. After all, Yadrin Alachis, Savik Daraisa Lechumra, Savik Darabanan Lekula. That shows it's a different category. Even if you want to stretch out the all of Torah Shabbat Peh, but this is a different category. You might even suggest based on the Rambam, and the Nesivas, we mentioned this in other shiurim, but it's worthwhile to mention it again. The Rambam says in Ilchaz Mechira, if I sell somebody food, and it ends up not being kosher, so is it a mekachtos? Do I have to, could he give it back, and I have to pay, and I have to repay the money? Well, says the Rambam, what if he ate it already? If it's still here, then give it back, for sure. But what if he ate it already? So the Rambam says, well, it depends. If it was Aser Treif Del Raisa, then it was a mekachtos, and you have to give him his money back. But if it was Asr Durabanan, let's say it was Paris Tevel Durabanan, so then he ate it, okay, he didn't he didn't have Arab Shogeg, okay, you don't have to give back the money. That's the Rambam. Says the Nasivis. What's the Svar for that Rambam? Why should it be a difference? If it was Asr or it was Asr? Shokhanar quotes that Rambam in Rachlam Adalid. Right, so what's the Svara? Says the Nasivos. Well, if it was an Isr Durabanan Bishogeg, you don't even need to do Kapara. In Issa Daraisa B'Shogeg, obviously, it's a carbon chatos in most cases. Why? The way the Nesivas is explained by the later Achronim is that Dinim Durabanan at root are Isure Gavra. So I have to listen to the Rabbanan. So if I did something B'Shogeg, I didn't not listen to the Rabbanan. And therefore, I don't need Tshuva. It's not like in Isser Daraisa, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, these atoms, these molecules are poisonous for your neshama. So even if I did a Peshogig, it's poison. Says the Nesivas, and again, many, many sources connected to this. He says, Vada eno nenash klalo ashogig b'isser durabanan. Vahari hula ha'ochel ke'ilu achal k'shera. What'd you do wrong? What'd you do wrong? It was shogig. The Isidur Rabbanan is about acting against the rabbis. He didn't do anything wrong. So again, if you have that type of idea, so then you would say that the Rabbanan and the Daraisa are two totally different worlds. One other source I'll give you. And that is, again, it's not on your sheet, but if you look in the Marakoin, Shlomo Mivilna at the beginning of Megillah, he comments, says, isn't it interesting that Purim has so many days you can lay in the Megillah? You would think, give me a day. Give me a day to lay in the Megillah. Why did Chazal do this? Why did they make this yontif on 11, 12, 13, 14, 15? And you know what? And you could even, if you're not going to have a, a Megillah, you could lay in a Rosh Chodesh Adar. 
Why are there so many days to lay in the Megillah? Says the Marakoin, they Badafka did that to make sure that we know that this is a rabbinic holiday. To make sure we don't confuse the Durabanans and the Dorises. This isn't just a sveik of the Yoma. Right? This is, this is serious. Okay, what about Hanukkah? So one might say that Purim was the transition. Purim was the first. So you gotta be very careful about Purim. Once you have Purim, then Hanukkah, not so worried. A couple hundred years later. But it could be that, that's why Purim is, is more of an issue than, than, uh, than Hanukkah. But either way, if you take some of these sources that we just mentioned, you might say, Durabanans, that's not part of Kalatur Kulin Yenachad. That's a separate, that's a separate area of Torah. But, even with all these differences, we really genuinely can say that the Rabbanans are part of it. The greatest Raya, that is, is the Rambam Shita. The Rambam Shita, again, which is not here, we had a separate Dafi'in here about it a couple of years ago, and the Rambam Shita that says, included in the mitzvah of Losasur, are Dina Durabanan. And if I don't listen to the rabbis, then I'm violating the Isser of Losasur, which is a huge discussion, but that Shita highlights it. But you don't even have to implicitly get it from the Rambam. You could explicitly get it from the Rambam. The Rambam says in his Akdama, Tepir Shemishnayis, that's in Source 13, right here, that there are five parts of Torah Shabal Peh. Five categories of Torah Shabal Peh. Says the Rambam, number one, you see it there, Achilik Arishon, Pirushim Mukubalim Moshe. Pirushim that we have from Moshe Rabbeinu, V'yeshlam Remez Baka, well, let's not read it yet. Don't, don't look, don't look at the category yet. Number one, Pirushim Mukubalim Mipi Moshe Rabbeinu, number one. Category two, Halacha Moshe Misinai. What's the difference? Why well, do we do those two categories? One, Pirush, Bakuba, and Moshe Rabbeinu, and Lachmosh Sinai. Says the Rambam, nowhere in the Gemara does it say that pre eight Hadar being an Esrog is a Halach Moshe Misinai. Doesn't say that anywhere. Doesn't say Ayin Tachas Ayin is a Halach Moshe Misinai. We have a Misora for what it means. It's a Pirush HaMakuba, Mipi Moshe Rabbeinu. But what's the difference between these two? Says the Rambam, if I would have given you a hundred years, would you have been able to figure it out from the base, the text of the Torah? That's the difference. That's one of the differences. So, says the Rambam, Halacha Moshe Sinai, I could give you a thousand years, you would never figure it out. Why would I say a Kezayis is a Shir Achila? Shiur and Chatzitz and Mechitzen. Or any of the Halacha Moshe Sinais. Why would I ever say that? You would never be able to figure it out. That's category two. Category one, a Pirsha Mekubal, you could have figured it out after a while. After all, an Esrog is a beautiful fruit, a pre Sadar, so it could have been. Anyway, those are the first two categories. Category three is all the halachos we learn out from the Mido Shahatora Nidreshes Bahen. Hekish, Kazeir Shava, everything. That is a large, that's the largest category. Right? That's basically all of Shas. Everything you learn out. All the Limudim. That is category three part of Alchemosh Sinai. Just parenthetical note to what we said before. Rav Salvechik suggested. I think it was Rav Salvechik, I think Rav Shatta quoted Rav Salvechik, that the machlokas we had earlier between Rav Yochanan and Rav Lazar, which is Rov, Bichsav or Balpeh? And we said, how could anybody think Rosh Hashanah is larger? Maybe it's a machlokas, he suggested, about where does category three fit? Meaning all the drushes chazal, Hekish, Gzei, Roshav, Avachulu, is that called Rosh Hashanah or is that called Rosh Hashanah Balpeh? Right, the Ramah puts it into Rosh Hashanah Balpeh. But maybe the Chiddush of Rabbi Lazar that rove Torah Torah because anything learned out from Drushas Chazal is considered Torah Shabbat 
What's Torah Shabal Peh? Halacha Moshe Bisinai and Pirsha Mekubal Mif Moshe Rabbeinu. But category three, that's Drushes Beis Amsukim. So maybe that is the machlokas between them. It's, it's a definitional point of where do you put category three. But either way, continuing our point here, what else is Torah Shebechsav? I'm sorry, what else is Torah Shebaal Peh, the five categories? Pir Shebekubo, Mibi Moshe, Halacha Moshe, Sinai, what you learn out from the Midos, four and five, Takanos and Gzeros, says the Rambam. Those two are also part of Torah Shebaal Peh. There you have it. It's part of the unit. Part of the unit, included in Torah Shabbat Peh, are the dinim, are the dinim drabanan. Uh, the story is told that, uh, again, Rav Salvechik loved talking about these types of topics, Misora, Vachulu. So one time, he was in his sh- a weekly shear in uh, New York City. He gave a shear on Masechah's Megillah for many years and Masechah's Brachas for many years. So somebody asked him, you know, we've been learning dinim drabanan for like decades. Are we being Mavato Torah Daraisa? Because we're only learning about Dinim Durabanan. Most of Masechah's Brachas is Dinim Durabanan. Besides Kriyashma, and maybe Tila, and maybe Benching. Okay, not all. But the Prakam of that Brachas are Durabanan, and Masechah's Megillah is all about Durabanan. It's a Kriyas HaTorah. So he says, of course not. The Chovah's Gavra of a Mitzvah might be Durabanan. But the Chefsa Shel Torah of the Mitzvah, of course, is Daraisa. And just like we study Shittas, though, we don't Paskin like. Studying Shittas Beishamai. The Gemara has Dafim about Beishamai Shita. We don't paskin like. But, that's a chefsa shel Torah. Be mechai between the chovas d'gavra and the definition. Right, we have to say, if, I, if I'm only learning Dinah and Rabbanan, I still have to say Berch Torah in the morning. Right, because that is part of, that is part of Torah. And one final discussion that relates to this, that also highlights the fact that the Rabbanan are part of it. And that really is, we've had three points in this year. Torah Shebachsav, Kol Torah Kulein Yinecha. Torah Shebachsav, Torah Shebachsav, and now even Dinim Durabanan. There is again a well-known Taz, or we're going to make it well-known right now. The Shulchan Aruch says in Ilchus Rosh Hashanah, Tav Kuf Peches, source number 14, that when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, as we know, we don't blow Shofar. No blow Shofar. Isra Durabanan, Gzeira Durabah, which appears by Shofar, appears by Megillah, and appears by Lulav. We don't do that. The Gemara has it by a couple of other places too, suggesting Gzeira Durabah. Maybe we don't do Hazo'ah of the Paraduma on, uh, of, uh, on, on Shabbos. But either way, the um, Taz on that Shulchan Aruch asks a simple question. Why do we say you don't blow Shofar when Shoshana falls out on Shabbos? Gzeira Shemi Everyone of Dalat Amos. Why don't you say you can't blow shofar even when Rosh Hashanah falls out during the week? Because after all, there's an incident of being misa- of blowing musical instruments. Shemi Yisakin Kleishir. Maybe you might come to fix the musical instruments. Chazal Aser musical instruments on Shabbos and on Yon- Yontif. So why do you say you can't blow shofar? You can't blow shofar on Sukkot. You can't blow shofar on on Pesach. Isur So why Rosh Hashanah is a mutter? You should say Zeir Shemi Avirenu. Says the Taz, you can't say that. Because then Chazal would be wiping out a mitzvah from the Torah. Period. Forever. They do not have the authority to do that. If the Torah says something is mafurish mutter, then Chazal do not have the power to say it is usr. In what they said, if you're going to fall down on Shabbos, okay, don't blow. Why? Because you blow next year. They don't wipe it out. This year it happened to me that there's no show for Daraisa. But in other years it will be. But if they say whenever Rosh Hashanah falls out, it's going to be Asur. That they can't do, says the Taz. Again, why? Because the Rabbanon are part of this framework. They can't knock out a Daraisa. They have to be part of the larger scheme of what they, 
of what they are part of. And this says the Taz is also why Chazal, this answers the question of Tosfos. Tosfos, there are other Rishonim in Mesechas, Megillah, and Shabbos. Ask, why do we say that when a bris falls out on Shabbos, you're allowed to do the bris Shema, you might come to carry the knife. Well, you might come to carry the shofar, you might come to carry the knife. So why, why isn't Rabba worried about that? Explicit Tosfos and the Ron have different answers throughout throughout uh, the different sugyas. Says the Tal, I'll tell you the answer. Because there's an extra Pasuk in the Torah, in Pasha Tazriya. And we darshinu bayom afilu b'shabbos. It's as if the Torah says mefurish, you could do brismil on Shabbos. So if we say, Xeri might come to carry the knife, then you'll never do a brismil on Shabbos. The Rabbana can't do that. Something that's mefurish lahetar, the Rabbana do not have the power to say, it is usr. Again, this point highlighting the fact that Kalatarakula includes even Durabanan, because they have to fit in to the framework. They can't argue on, you know, on their own teammates, so to speak, even though, um, even though they would be doing it for a good reason. One final source, which is a, an amazing source that's quoted in the uh, Misakha Sanhedrin, that relates to Arsugya. And that is the Gemara Sanhedrin Dafnun Beis told the story, Imrita Bastli Baskoin Shazin Sahavi. There was a Baskoin that was Mizana that Rav Chama Bartuvia took care of. What he do? Akva Rav Chama Barguvia Chavile Zmuros Vesarfa. She he wrapped her up in vines and burned her. She's Chayav Misa. She's Chayav Sreifa. So he did it. Amar of Yosef Tabatati. Rav Yosef says that this Amora made two mistakes. Number one, Tavid Rav Masna. Number one, he made a mistake with Rav, about Rav Masna. Rav Masna was quoted earlier. What does Rav Masna say? We are thinking now. One minute. We know what the Misa Sreifa is. Sreifa means you pour out lead down their throat. You don't wrap them up in vines and burn them. So says, well, how did he do this? He made a mistake. And number two, time, number two is that he's not in the Sanhedrin anymore. What's he doing? Misa's Bezdin. There's no more Sanhedrin. The, the Dina Nefash has stopped 40 years before the Chorban Bias. We're talking about the Amoram here, hundreds of years later. So number one, he did the wrong Sreifa. Number two, he shouldn't have done anything. And that, that's the end of the Gemara. So the, it's, it leaves us perplexed. How did Amor make such a big mistake? Two mistakes. Says the Marshal, in the back of the Gemara, in the Chach Shlomo, on the bottom of the Marshal, I think that both questions answer each other. He says, there's no nafkamina. So I'm not arguing on the Gemara. Hilchazol Mashiach. But maybe one question answers the other question. He knew that he couldn't do, do, do Dina Nefashas. He knew he wasn't part of the Sanhedrin. But he saw the door was so parrots. The door needed a shockwave. The door needed a wake-up call. And therefore he did it L'Shem Hora Asha'ah. But... Because the Torah says exactly what Sreifa is, he didn't want to do what the Torah says exactly. Because he can't do it. He didn't want to go against what the Torah says. That's why Yidafka did it the wrong way. He did, Again, we're talking about Amoraim. We're talking about Amoraim who did Tchiyas Amesim here in that generation. So we're talking about unbelievable people who could take the law into their own hands if they feel the generation uh, needs it. But that's the Marshal. Even though I'm scared... You know, I think that one question answers the other question, right? It's all part of the larger framework, right? That's what the Arif Cook also explains. Margali Siyam quotes it from Mishpat Cohen in terms of this, uh, this idea that it is all part of, it was all part of the plan of Hamburgurya, Dafka, not to go what the Torah says. So again, just to summarize, 
Kolatar Kula and Yenechad, and that's the basis for Ati Shitim Omdim being the source for Lulav and Esrik being, being straight up, even though they don't see that to do with anything. That's the Lushan of the Tosefta and Sanhedrin. Kolatar Kula and Yenechad, Tarashivachsav, like the Ramban says, and we have the two Gemaras that are of Salvation, said it's the Makar Kishem Hashem Ekra, and Tarashiv Pat, as we saw, Rubo and Miut, and the, uh, the other ideas of, of, uh, Tarashiv Pat. And Torah Shabbat the Gemara, in, in, uh, that explains why Kafalem HaKagigis and Asalei Nasa Vinishma work together in this week's parsha. And then we said even Din and Durabanan might fit into this. Even though there are differences between Durabanan and Daraisas, but it's still, the Ramam says, part of Torah Shabbat It's a Chepsa Shal Torah. It is, uh, Din and Durabanan cannot argue. You might say it's also connected. I didn't mention this before. Called the Tikkun Rabbanan Kein Daraisa Tikkun. Right, that also, that principle also fits into this, but it's all Inyan Echad. And just to end off with the words of the Shulchan Archarav, the Balatanya says that every Jew has a Chiv to learn, Kal HaTorah Kula. So we learned tonight, that means all of Torah Shabbat all of Torah Shabbat and even the Deen and Durabana. Because Baruch Hu give us all the Chachma to be able to learn all of the Halacha and fulfill all of our potential.